Lord, I pray that you will help me to bring across the message I have tonight, that I'll preach to the people and preach to myself. I pray that we'll have fun in the message. I believe it's a serious message, Lord, but I do believe you want to bring it into people's hearts, and a good way for that is with passion. So thank you, Lord, that you are with us tonight and have been with us so powerfully already. Amen. Yeah, like I said, I feel like I can start preaching about the pulpit tonight. I feel so excited. But I'm going to stick to the message, okay? <clears throat> so, in 2 Kings 4, there's this story of a lady that comes to a prophet called Elisha, not Elijah. Okay, I made sure of that, Elisha. She went to Elisha, and she said, listen, I am in trouble. I need you to please help me. Um, and he said, uh, okay, well, how can I help you? Okay. And she said, well, first, I probably need to tell you what's happening. In my life, what's currently going on is I'm a single mom. I've lost my husband a couple of, well, a while back. So she's a single mom. So firstly, in the story, what I realized when I thought to give this as a first illustration, you know what they say about sermons? You put in a story, you give some meat, you slap in another story, give some meat. Okay, so I'm going to give stories tonight. I want you guys to, to grasp the things. So she goes and she says, well, my husband passed away. I'm a single mom. Now, I don't know in the room how many people can identify with that. Um, it's not a nice situation to be in in the first place, being a single parent. I've worked with people that are single parents. I've worked with, um, I've got friends that grew up as, with, with single parents. It's not a nice situation. So she's in that saying, listen, this is what's happening. Now, on the second thing, she says, to tell you even a bit more, there are people coming because I owe people money because of this. So I'm not making ends meet. I owe people money. I'm in debt. And there are people coming to collect my boys. I've got two sons. So in those days, if you owed someone money and your people that you owe the money to come to your house, they can take your children or family members as payment of the debt. Aren't you glad we aren't in those days? Okay? I would have lost both my sons. Just, just to be honest with you guys, with what we went through. But I'm talking, remember, I'm talking about faithfulness and faith, keeping the faith tonight. So, serious situation. You're facing things that is serious. They're coming to fetch. So, he says to her the following. He says, well, what do you have? And she goes, hey, man. I only have a little bit of oil in a jar. And he says, okay, here's what I want you to do. Instruction. I want you to go to all the neighbors and fetch as many empty jars as you can. Now, I don't know about you. Nowadays, we don't normally go to our neighbors and ask for sugar anymore. Okay? I can. I know my neighbors well. They wouldn't mind. But if I go day after day after day, they might realize I don't have money for sugar. Okay. So I assume in this scenario, her going to her neighbors, they already knew that she's not doing well. Okay, because in those days, people didn't have a lot of fences between the places they stayed. I know my neighbors. Okay, that's good. And, um, but she gathered a lot of empty jars. Her sons helped her. So she got all the jars, and she came back, and she says, well, I've got the jars. And he says, did you get a lot? And she goes, yeah. Okay, abbreviated version. So, yeah, I need to do this, man. So anyway, so what happened then is he says, I want you to take the oil you have, and I want you to start filling the jars. Again, an instruction. Gave an instruction to go and fetch jars. Gave an instruction, I want you to fill the jars with oil. So she started filling the jars. I was trying to think of a scenario um, for us today. 
And I thought of this. Imagine me, I'm not having, I'm in a similar scenario today. I don't have oil, and, but I've got a bank card, okay? And I go to Pastor Louis and I say, Pastor Louis, I've got this thing happening. And he says, I want you to go to the bank, put in your card, and I want you to start drawing money. And there's just money coming out the whole time. Ching, ching. I don't know who's going to mess with the bank manager or who's going to be in trouble. But it's a similar miracle. Thing, it just kept flowing and kept flowing. And then he said to her, now that the jars are full, I want you to take the oil and go and sell it. And the remainder of it, of what you've sold, I want you to live on. Okay? And the point I want to bring across is she had to act on what was said to her by faith. She had to trust that this is going to happen. But you know what? She already saw the miracle. I mean, if, if he told me to go and throw it into the ocean, I would have because I already just saw all these jars being filled up by a little bit of oil that I had. A miracle in itself. But he said to go and sell it. So that's where I want to come in tonight. Whew. I almost at the beginning of my sermon wanted to say the title because tonight's title is Keep the Faith. Just keep the faith. I don't know if you heard that saying once before. Oh man, just have a little faith, you know? Just have a little faith. And I thought to myself, that's a good saying to have, but here's the thing. How do you have a little faith? Everybody can say just have faith. Just have a little faith. How? Okay. Hmm? God gives you faith. Okay, God gives you faith. Very, very true. And I want to go to what does the word say, and hopefully in my sermon tonight, answer some of that for you, and also give you some practical things that will help you. Okay, so here we go. Matthew 17, verse 21, and in Luke 17, verse 6. So it's mentioned twice, a story. Like I said, you slap in stories. Okay, awesome. So here Jesus said, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move, and it will move from here to there. Okay? If I have faith as small as a mustard seed, I can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. It goes on to say nothing will be impossible for you when you have this faith. Okay, so people think, I need to have this faith to do something. No, no, you just have to step out in obedience and have this much faith. Okay, Hebrews 11 verse 6. Can I just tell you something? Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm not going off track. This is really cool. So in the pre-service prayer with the worship team, KB and I did not communicate. And she shared this verse I'm going to read to you now. And I said, oh, wow, I'm mentioning it twice in my sermon. So you're going to hear it three times. Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Okay, it is impossible to please God without faith. So I would say, let me catch my breath. I would say, faith is important, right? And when I was preparing this sermon, I sat there and I thought, hmm, keep the faith, keep the faith. And I realized something. Man, faith is the real reason. It's the essence the core of my being why I'm here. It's because I have faith that my God created the universe. I trust Him. I have faith that my God not just created the universe, He created me. I did not come from an ape. 
okay? I have faith that my God created me. I have faith that my God sent his only son to die for me on a cross on earth. Jesus was alive. I've got faith. I have faith that because Jesus rose from the grave on the third day, and because of that, I have faith in him that I am going to see the Father in heaven one day. I have faith that I already have victory here on earth right now because of Jesus Christ inside of me, the Holy Spirit living through me. I have faith. You guys are here tonight because of your... Sorry? Faith. Amen. You are here because of your faith. Now, so, we get strong faith. It's easy sometimes to just have faith. You know, faith is important. It is so important to have faith. I'm trying to bring this across to you really, really seriously. Faith is important. It's the essence and the core of my being. And then comes trust. The dictionary says the following, faith is to have complete trust. So I went and I looked at the Greek and the Hebrew, because sometimes I do stuff like that. And in both, I'm not going to mention all the things, but in both Greek and Hebrew, what comes up? Trust. I have to have faith, but I need to trust the Father. I need to trust God. Okay? Full, complete surrender. Okay? And then it goes on to say, faith is also a strong belief based on spiritual conviction. Whom of you are convicted tonight that faith is why you are here? Whom of you are convicted that you're sitting on a chair that's not going to break? Okay? Next time you're coming to church, you're going to first go... Make sure that it is, because that's what I want to share. When you come in tonight, you came and you sat on the chair because you've got faith it's not going to break, okay? That's easy faith. Why? From past experience, coming to church, coming to church, coming to church, and if it's your first time tonight, the next week you'll come in and you'll have faith because the chair didn't break the last time. Easy faith, okay? I call it easy faith. And that helps us to take things, you know, it's easy for me to trust God in this. It's easy to trust God in this because there's easy faith. But then sometimes there's hard faith. It's something I'm like, not sure of, something like, I've got a word from the Lord. I'm stepping out in faith because the word from the Lord is very important. If you just step out, you're going to fall because it might not be on God's word. And you have to have faith to step out on God's word because it's a promise that he's given you, right? Cool. I'm running out of breath a lot tonight. The sniffles. Okay. So now, in the past, that is why the Israelites told all these stories. They had stories of how they came from Egypt. God, you know, took them out of Egypt. First, they saw all the miracles, the ten plagued. And then God took them out of Egypt. They went through the Red Sea. They went through the River Jordan. They saw all these miracles. They, they, I, mean, I mean, when last did you just travel by day under a cloud? And, and by night you had a cloud of fire that was there with you. Hmm? So they kept telling, telling, telling all these stories so that for generation to generation, that when something big comes, that I have to really step out in faith, trusting that the word from the Lord, you know, I've got all these past experiences of people coming through, and I know that my God will come through for me. I know it because of past experience. That, is some, that helps us with when it comes to things where we have to have really strong faith. Big things. Mm. Sorry. So another thing what I want to get into, 
I've got some, I don't know, for me it's cool names. For you it might just be lame because my jokes aren't always the best. Okay, so I'm just going to leave it there. But I've got some things tonight that I want to, I'm going to, like I said, slap in some stories. But I've got some things here that I want to say. What I call faith shakers. Okay, things that shakes our faith. And um, I want to mention some of them and then go through them. But I'm not going to leave it there. I don't want to be negative tonight. But it, there are things that shakes our faith. It's just me. My faith was shaken when my son was born two months prim at one kg. When the doctor says, you're not taking Olivia home. She's staying in the hospital. You go and fetch her clothes. We don't know. Okay? Then to take it further, after seven days, the doctor said, We're gonna, I don't know what to do now. Should I take your son out? Should I leave him in? Because being in what I've learned, sorry, I'm not a doctor. And I'm not a rocket scientist either. They're really sharp. But anyway, I read up about it because everybody always says he's a rocket scientist or I'm not a rocket scientist. And I went to read up. Is it really? Yeah, they're really sharp. You have to be really, really clever to be one. Anyway, so now this happens and the doctor says, no, no, you're going home. She stays, and we do this. Then when the, that day when, we, when he said, listen, I'm in a gray area. I don't know if we should take Aiden out or, put him, you know, or leave him back in, not put him back in, leave him back in. We both felt that morning that, doctor, it's time to take him out. And he says, I rest in that. That's good. So we're going to take Aiden out. When we got to the place where we had to take Aiden out um, in, the, in the theater, sorry, I was all dressed up. And the, the, the pediatrician, yeah, no, no, the gynae said, no, dress up, go inside, you're welcome. So I was all dressed up, looking like a smurf, and it was really, really cool. And the pediatrician comes and he says, where are you going? I'm like, why? I'm going in with my wife. He says, I don't want you in there. I don't know what's going to happen. My faith was shaken. Because now I'm not allowed to go in. I don't know if she's going to make it. Blood pressure was 190 over something. 110, crazy stuff. Taking Aiden out, we don't know if he's going to be, you know. But how many know when I tell you, I was sitting there, I was praying, I was praying, although my faith is shaken, I was praying because even though your faith is shaken, you must move closer to the Lord in those times. Okay, so I was close to the Lord at that moment, really close. And I heard this baby cry, and a nurse comes out, and I'm like, what's that? She goes, it's your son. Faith right back, you know, going through it. So, yeah, faith shakers. Suffering that never stops. Suffering can be, a, you know, come in different forms, but suffering can be, if you, it's this prolonged suffering. Prolonged or continuous. Thank you. Good, prolonged is a good word. Mm. Yeah, so prolonged suffering. Thank you. You know, it's so cool when your wife gives you an okay. Here's a tip for the married people. Thank you. You can clap, clap for, because she's the one. Um, I'm just going to tell the story. So today, here's a tip for the non-married, the married, and the going to get married, whoever. Okay, here's a cool tip. So today in the car, we were driving. Don't worry. We were <laughs> today in the car, we were driving, and um, I didn't have my church bulky on. Okay, it's an issue for me. We have to wear it. So I wear my, you know, Gideon Swart pastoral badge. I wear it. You know why? I go to the shop, and I forgot it on. Hello, pastor. I'm like, whoa. You prophetic. <laughs> like, okay, so it's embarrassing. It's really not nice. Anyway, so what happens is um, driving home. Yes, this is vulnerable, people. Okay, but I'm going to share this. And my wife says, she said something about the badge not being on. And, 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 and I'm like, well, you know, I'm not a pastor now. She says, but 
you have got the mantle of a pastor. You know what I saw? Not pastor. I thought I was Superman. <laughs> I'm telling you, I was floating all day. So, ladies, if you want your husband to float all day, all day, all the way, all day, you give him compliments like that. You tell him something, he sees Superman. Just let it go. He's flying. Okay. So anyway, coming back to the sermon. Sorry, I told you. Yeah, serious stuff this tonight. Suffering. Anyway. So then the other one. Loss of a loved one. This is serious. That's things that can shake our faith, eh? When you, I haven't lost someone very close, but I've lost an oma and an opa and things like that. But you do get it when people lost a loved one. And while I was preparing this, I, was, I can't get this out of my mind to think, if you're an unbeliever, you don't believe in God, and you lose someone close to you, how do you get through that? Hmm? Because it's only the Father that can love you that much through that situation. And people's hearts go hard. I, knew, I know people make it, but they think we must just carry on in life. But God wants to step in and love you through that situation. So yeah, loss of a loved one. Hoping for breakthrough that never comes. Unexpected tragedy. That's why I told you about Aiden. Lack of knowledge. It comes from Angelique. Lack of knowledge. Maybe in the word. Maybe in past experiences. Okay. And then something I want to also bring up. Things that takes us away from our faith. And I've just got three. I think it's three. First one is this, and please bear with me because I don't, I'm not here to offend people, but it's important to know this, and I'm going to explain to you why. Things that can take us away from our faith is starting to date an unbeliever. Okay. Now, I've heard a lot of testimonies where a guy is born again, starts dating the lady, and she becomes born again. It's amazing. It's really cool. I encourage that. But I've heard more stories of a lady and a gentleman coming together where the lady just takes the guy, you know, because I'm, I, we all want that longing. So she could just in a moment of weakness, don't want to wait, takes the guy. And instead of her lifting her faith and pulling him closer, it's the other way around. Because in his world, he doesn't believe, you know, and I'm already compromising to go to where he is going. Okay. So I almost want to say it's almost compromise if you're a full-blown Christian to take an unbeliever as, and start dating them. But on the other side, we have stories where people have been, you know, when the husband or the wife came to know the Lord. If you're already in a situation and you're married and you got saved afterwards, man, you pray for that husband or wife of yours. Okay. Is that Okay. You're welcome to talk to me afterwards. It's cool. Yeah. Then the other one, give in to temptation. Do I even need to go there? I'm going there. Wait. <laughs> I am. <laughs> okay. Here it is. I have, if I say, man, Lord, I want to be so close to you, you know, you know, maybe wait, 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 stop. Next point as well. Love the world more than you love God. Okay. Here we go. So... <laughs> If I say, Lord, I really seek you, I want so much of you, and in the next sentence, you know me, I call things out, in the next sentence, I swear like a crazy person, on the way, while I'm swearing, I'm walking to the bottle store because something happened, and I buy something, and I end up in a place where 
you know. So now I still say, Lord, I want to be close to you. And if I know my word, the word says God is omnipresent. He's everywhere. So many times we say, Lord, come be part of my life now. He's already there. You need to say, Lord, I recognize you with me now and turn my focus to you right now. So now if I'm in a place, in a pub, looking at strippers, and all of a sudden I realize God is everywhere, am I going to be ashamed where I'm at? So am I in the right place or not? Do I love the world more than I love God? Okay, 1 John 2 verse 15 speaks about that. I want to encourage you guys. Um, I told you before, I used to smoke. Mm, a lot. Yeah, long ago. Sorry. I just, who did I tell Nana? 1996. You know, it's amazing. That's the last time I smoked. Okay, so it's long ago. Olivia's right. Cool. She wouldn't have married me if I smoked. So, <laughs> she, anyway. But here's the testimony in that. Okay, I do things passionately, like I say. I can, I can get passionate about a, a carrot. So I used to smoke a lot. And the only way I could quit, I've got compassion for guys that stuck in addiction. Because I know how difficult it is to come out, and I know that the only way to get out is through God working in, through, in, in you and through you and helping you. So I was standing in Porch of Strum, smoking a cigarette. I just bought a packet. Now, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand if there's guys that's still smoking, but guys who used to smoke will understand this. Um, if you take a packet of cigarettes, you light the one, and you crumble up the whole packet. Man, that just doesn't happen, okay? But that is the step I needed to take, that thing. Do I love the world more? Do I love God more? And in that moment, I said, Lord, I love you more. I crumbled up the packet, and I threw it away. People say, you have to take it slowly. <laughs> It's taking it slow that gets you to a place where you're so stuck in addiction that you can't get out of. Getting out of addiction is turning around saying, I'm stopping this right now, and God help me. And trust me, He helps you. He helped me. He helped my dad out of alcoholism when my dad went on his knees in 1984. My dad was an alcoholic, and God took him out. He went on his knees and he says, Lord, help me. And since 1984, there wasn't a drop of alcohol over his lips. Okay, so that's brilliant. Yeah, you can clap. So from there, before I go into things that I called faith builders, I told you, faith shakers, faith builders. It's awesome. I want to share with you some things. Yeah, I've got time, quickly. Cool. From what the heroes of faith. It's important. Remember... We need to know the past stories. Okay, so I'm trying to get you to the place of saying, tonight I'm going to keep the faith, and at the end we're going to pray something. So prepare your hearts. Okay. Hebrews 11 verse 1, the faith chapter, okay, the heroes of faith. It says, now faith is confidence. Sorry, I'm reading the, reading the easy-to-read version. Someone asked me on Facebook. Um, yeah, anyway. So faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. Okay, so here we go. By faith, Abel believed. Enoch believed. By faith, this was so cool. I'm just going to quickly go through some of them. He was com Enoch. Okay, Enoch. He was commended as one who pleased God so much that God just took him away from the earth. He didn't even die. Awesome. How many of you just want to go right now? Stop it. Okay? So what must you do? 
commend it for he pleased God. Okay, I'm not saying God's going to just take you away, but keep pleasing God. <laughs> 11 verse 6, read it before. And without faith it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists. Okay? And that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. God will reward you if you earnestly seek him. Then Noah. Noah was warned about the flood. Noah believed God. He trusted God. Act in faith. Built the ark. Saved his whole family. Awesome. Then Abraham came. Abraham's cool guy. Then he was, they call him as Abraham. He used to be Abraham. Okay? So before God, God renamed him. He blindly went to a foreign land and never in it received it as his inheritance. But he blindly followed God's word. How amazing is that? Okay, Abraham. And then there was Sarah. They mentioned Sarah. And then in verse 13, all these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. Okay? They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. Okay? Cool. Then, verse 15. If they had been thinking, here's a very important one, of the country they had left, they would have had an opportunity to return. I once shared it with you. There's a guy, Mark Batterson. He wrote The Circle Maker and all these books. So in one of his books, All In, books All In. Thank you. KB knows what I'm talking about. He shares about guys that goes to an island because God spoke to them to be missionaries and by the way, go and greet Tiwonge tonight. He's here, missionary. All those who know him, thanks, Tiwonge. Cool. And his wife. He got married. Yeah. <laughs> so that's cool. Please go and congratulate him. But anyway, these guys were missionaries. And in those days, they didn't fly to the island. They went on a boat, a wooden boat. Okay? And when they got there, they would burn the boat and walk onto the beach because they were not going back to where they came from. Some of them were killed on the beach by the tribal people. Yeah, Olivia says they took, well, yeah, in the book it also says, they took their coffins with, okay, so they can have a burial on the beach. Very, very interesting. Okay, so that's those guys. And then it goes on and it speaks about Isaac. By faith, Isaac was healed, uh, was, was commended for his faith. He was healed anyway. Maybe we'll pray for healing later. Then Jacob, then Joseph. Moses' parents are mentioned, but they don't mention their names. Moses is mentioned. By faith, he kept the Passover and the application of blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn. Okay, how important it is to have past experience. Then by faith, the people passed through the Red Sea. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell. And by faith, the prostitute Rahab saved the spies. Where's Ntando? And because she protected them, saved the whole family as well. And he says, I do not have time to go into Gideon, Barak. Interesting. Samson, Jephthah, about David and Samuel and all the other prophets. And this is what I want to leave you in, in Hebrews 11, verse 39 and verse 40. These were all commended for their faith, all these guys. Yet none of them received what was promised. Okay. Verse 40, since God has planned something better for us, okay, so that only together with us, they'll be made perfect. What's our promise? Jesus. 
Jesus Christ was the promise for us. Abraham saw the promised land. He's, it says in one part that he was looking at his inheritance, his house type of thing in heaven. We have a promise, Jesus, that came and was fulfilled. And now we also have that in us, that we're going to heaven because of Jesus Christ. I want to quickly go through things. Just, I think there's four. Before I want us to pray tonight, there's serious stuff I want to pray about. Things that build your faith, I call them faith builders. You cannot play it safe, number one, if you take notes. You cannot play it safe and please God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Do you do things out of your own power? And I've written a quote here, it's my own, so I need to, I only get quotes, I read them because I forget them. Okay, so I'm going to read it to you. Faith is risking letting go of everything you have for a God, our Father, giving you everything He has. Faith is risking everything I have, surrendering it, following a God who says, come follow me, and having everything He has for me. Cannot play, it's safe, and please God. Number two, as long as you have a guarantee, you do not have faith. Okay? Same with those guys with the boats, Abraham. He had no guarantee of anything when he left for the promised land. He moved around in tents. Okay? He only had God's word. Number three, step towards your destiny and away from your security. Keep your eyes on Jesus all the way. We always use Peter. I'm going to use him again. Peter got out the boat, he stepped on the water, and he sank because he did not keep his eyes on Jesus. Why are you talking softly now? He sank because he did not keep his eyes on Jesus. So the other guys might have gone, you know, the 11 that stayed behind, oh, you sank, mm, you know, I got out the boat. None of you did. Okay. Peter got out the boat. Cool. Yeah, you step towards your destiny and leave your security. Then number four, think big. This is the last one. Remember I said if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be moved from here to here and it will be moved. Nothing is impossible for you. Can you imagine if you take that little faith, because the mountain that it speaks of there is circumstances, things you are facing, huge things in front of you. So you can speak to them, okay, if you say to these things. But now I want to challenge you guys. Can you imagine if you've got a God-given dream inside of you and you take this little faith as a mustard seed and you think as big as you can? Nothing is impossible. If you walk a life of pleasing God and you do this, we will see massive change amongst us. Okay, think big. When it comes to your faith and things you want to do for God, think big. Don't think small. God created the universe. For him, it's small. For me, it's like, whoa, you know? But if it's small for God, then it should actually be small for me too. So I want to share something tonight. I want us to pray before we do the announcements and everything. I felt in my heart that we all, I'm already standing, okay? <laughs> so I'm just saying, I'm praying for myself as well. If you're willing, then you can also. In 1 Corinthians, it speaks of the gifts of the Spirit, okay? 
And one of the gifts is the gift of faith. And what it speaks of there is that you will have the gift of faith. To be, it, it's to be able to pray boldly. So that you will, when you're in a situation, be able to pray boldly. And when you pray boldly in faith, things happen. And I want to ask if there's people here tonight that feel, hmm, I want that gift. There's the first one. I'm going to pray that. And then there's also, I feel, if there's people that really need faith stirred inside of them, that you're facing situations and you want faith as small as a mustard seed to be able to say to this, move. If you feel that's you, I want you to stand and I want us to pray together. Father, I want to pray. Maybe you can put out your hands. Father, I want to pray that, me including, as we stand here tonight, us all, that in this time to come, Lord, whatever we're facing, whatever faith we need for whatever situation we're facing, I pray, Father, firstly, that for the people that re- that's asking you, Lord, give me the gift of faith. I pray that you'll do so that you will give them the gift of faith. As you freely give all your other gifts, give them the gift of faith. And I pray for people that's here tonight that say, I just need a little faith, man. I pray, Father God, that they will use those faith builders to go and build their faith, that they will boldly step into your throne room and say, Lord, I want to speak to you about this and speak to this mountain in faith. And then trust, Lord, help us to trust you completely no holding back to know that you're going to come through for us thank you for your faithfulness and thank you that you help us with the gift of faith to step in and pray for other people lord with boldness having faith that you will change their situations as well i pray this in jesus name amen you can be seated just remember when you Ask God for some faith or faithfulness. What happens is um, the, sat- the devil, the Satan, the devil hears and he sends his darts. But what do we have? We have the shield of faith. Okay.